glory to God. Hallelujah. So good to be back online uh, this Wednesday. And I believe that you are enjoying fellowship with Him, one another, and increasing your joy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's worship this King. We worship you. We lift you up. We declare you good. Your mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your tender mercies, your faithful, tender mercies, your loving kindnesses. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. All things are passed away. I'm born again. More than a conqueror. That's who I am. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. I'm a brand new man. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. All things are passed away. I'm born again. More than a conqueror. That's who I am. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. We are heirs of the Father. We are joint heirs with the Son. We are children of God's kingdom. We're a family. We are one. Oh, we are heirs of the Father. We are joint heirs with the Son. We are children of God's kingdom. We're a family. We are one. Masharabari kasoro kotokorondo alabarakazabranda ohoboshebabarabalmarakasanta. Thank you, Lord. Worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Grumosure membreli babaramanda. Worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 
Ole brantele borocosto, brida malvara stabanoco. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Prelebre belvelostoro no bondo. Thank you, Lord. Ribabara sanda. Ribosoro cote babarande rimelbe rivento. Jaramanda ramal baramande reperiande. Oh, la barama babaranda. Oh, mashtakandara barbala frante. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive from your tender mercy. We receive from your loving kindnesses, O God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We trust you today. We yield to you right now. Mighty Holy Spirit who lives in us, who is enthroned in our lives today, we welcome you. Hashatapapala prakasapapalaraba. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Oh, blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. I recently found out that July the 3rd was also known as Indian Christian Day, marking the um, time that Thomas came here to India in uh, AD 52, maybe about 20 years after Jesus had passed on. But he came here back then, and so that day uh, was chosen as Indian Christian Day, so that is a reality that we have to face, that uh, Christianity has been here for a long, long time, almost 2,000 years. That's uh, plenty, so we cannot hide that anymore. We, I believe, therefore have, um, uh, we owe it to the Lord to receive his understanding, receive his revelation, because uh, Thomas came here so long time ago. Hallelujah. And blessed are you because without seeing, you have believed. Hallelujah. So let's celebrate that you and I came to this land and uh, we were not necessarily blue-eyed uh, and blonde-haired, but rather we came in this Indian form and God knew that you could do it. Hallelujah. And so here we are. Amen. And it's the power of the Word and the Spirit that can bring these plans to pass concerning this nation. And so... Let's go forward with those kind of thoughts. Amen. Glory to God. I hope and believe that you had a good time on Sunday. Some of the messages are definitely, you know, um, a little bit strong, but I believe that it's also an indicator that we are able to handle it. And uh, besides that, let's just be desirous of walking 
closer to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, the other time we were talking about Paul and how he counted everything else as a loss for the excellency of the knowledge of God. And so I believe that's the right path in which to proceed. And um, so we look into Second Chronicles chapter 1 where there's a similar thought pattern in the life of King Solomon. And as a young man there, you know, his dad had always desired to bring the tabernacle to where they were. And so he says he had prepared for it a place at Jerusalem. Now, verse 5 continues, Second Chronicles 1, verse 5. Moreover, the brazen altar that Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, had made, he put before the tabernacle of the Lord, and Solomon and the congregation sought unto it. I like the way Solomon and the congregation sought unto it. So they had, I believe, their priorities in the right direction how they sought after these kind of things. And um, Solomon went up, verse 6 says, thither to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation, and offered a thousand burnt offerings upon it. That is supposed to be quite a lot of offerings. Praise God, he did that. And in that night, verse 7 says, did God appear unto Solomon? And said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. That looks like a blank check. Ask what I shall give thee. So we have a God here who, it seems, responds uh, to what we give to him and do in his name. Hallelujah. So in that same night when he had done this profuse and superfluous kind of uh, offering, that night... God appears to him and says unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. So here we have the question, you know, what would you do if you were given such a blank check? And so, um, you know, just like the genie in the lamp there, rub, 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 and then three wishes and so on, you know, just like that. So here, uh, praise God, in quote, it has come to pass. The genie has come. <laughs> But this is God Almighty, and he says, ask. He says, just whatever, just ask. And it looks like one chance, it's not three chances, praise God. That's kind of limiting, but um, it's going to narrow things down in the heart sphere to what you really desire, right? Praise God. So I believe God likes to bring things down to one thing. What's the one thing that you really want? One thing have I desired, that will I seek after. You know, things like that. One thing. Seek ye first. So it comes down to that one thing. So God is the God, I believe, of the one thing. What is the most important thing in your life? What's the one thing that if you had a chance, you would want? Praise God, that's uh, tough, right? But um, this man, in the dream, was able to, you know scurry up through his files and come up with the one thing. (laughs) Well, praise God. I believe he was thinking about that a lot, so it was able to be his option in the dream itself. 
And Solomon, verse 8, said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David, my father, and hast made me to reign in his stead. So this is a powerful man. He's become the king and uh, he's enjoyed a family that is uh, famous, that is powerful and wealthy. And he has enjoyed all of those kind of uh, comforts, uh, even though they, they had some family challenges because of David having more than one wife and all that. There's always trouble in that department. So you need to be grateful if you come from a family that has minimal problems and maybe just one mother and one father. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> and he went on saying, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father and has made me reign in his stead. So he acknowledges that it's the mercy of God that's working things out. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. And he gives the answer, verse 10, Give me now wisdom and knowledge, that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this thy people that is so great? Hallelujah. He asked for the right thing. Praise God. He said, give me wisdom and knowledge so that I can judge these people or handle this great congregation. Verse 11, And God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart. Notice. So this is what he has been thinking about. This is what he has been pondering upon. These are his meditations. Because this was in thine heart, thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet has asked long life, notice that, but has asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king, Praise God. He says, the result is wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee. Praise God. That definitely made an impression with God. I have given to you. And I will give thee riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee. Neither shall they be any after thee have the like. Praise God. Then Solomon came down from his journey. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and reigned over Israel, it continues. So here you see, um, let's put it as simply what pleases God in our choice system. And God is interested in your desire. He will give you the desires of your heart. Praise God. He would like you to also bring to you know, a place where you can put it together in words and say, this is my desire. He would like you to be able to say it. He would like you to be able to bring it forth uh, before him in prayer and so forth. And um, he would like to give it to you. Praise God. So thank God we have some pointers here for ourselves. God is interested in seeing what is your one thing, one thing you desire, your real desire. And he would like to give it to you. And notice he said there were other things that could have been asked for and everything else that 
you know, others may have asked for would be added onto Solomon here. Riches, wealth, and honor, not even long life there, nor the life of his enemies, praise God, but he wanted wisdom and knowledge. So um, thank God for this here, but by now you and I have figured out after some months of studies on the mercies of God and wisdom that um, it's the right choice. Hallelujah. Wisdom is to be chosen, to be prized above all else. Hallelujah. Knowledge is different. It's the accumulation of information, a database, a store of what you know, but wisdom is the ability to use all of that, uh, the choices you make on a daily basis. And so um, that's vital. Hallelujah. And everything else is added on to us. Praise God. Maybe we can hear in Canada, Second um, Chronicles 1 to 11. It's a long read. Thank you, Jesus. Idalade Hurana Maganada Uri and a Maganada Bechelelanu Madida Tamra the Balipitavanu Kartana Gudara the Munde Itanu, Solomonanu Sabeu Adara Munde Vicharisutidaru Aga Solomonanu Sabea Gudara the Badiali Kartana Munde Iruva Tamra Pita the Badige Hogi Adara Mele Sahasra Dahanabaligalanu Arpisidanu Ade Rathrielli Devaru Solomon and Nige Karnisikundu, Nanu Ninage Kodabe Kada Danu Keriko and the Nu Aga Solomon and Udeva Rige, Ninu Nana Tandeada Davi the Nige Bahukrupe and Nutorisi Avanige Badalagi Nano Aluante Madidi Ega Kartanada Devare, Nana Tandeada Davi the Nige Ninu Madida Vagdana Ustapita Vagali, Lekadali Dulia Hage Hechagiruva Genera Melian and Nano Arasanaga Madidi Nanu e genera munde horaduva hageu baruva hageu nanage nanavanu tiruvarike and nu kodu, e nina mahajanake nyaya tirisata kavanu yaru and the nu. Aga devaru solomon and ige, idu nina rudaya dali, idadar indalu, aishwarevanu, stiti and nu, ganavanu, nina shatrugada pranavanu, hechada divasagadanu, ninu keda de nanu yara male nina no arasanagi, madi de no anana generige, nyaya tirisuva hage, nanavanu, tiruvarike, and nu, ninu kedidarinda, uninage koda alpatavu. Glory to God. It's amazing how, uh, Sensible, the scriptures make one, make you wise, make you be able to choose properly. So this is all about choice. And then Jesus picks up the thread in Matthew 12, years later. And uh, he puts it this way in verse 42. The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation, shall condemn it, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Wow, praise God. So we, uh, thank God, have believed in one greater than Solomon. And when he came to that generation, the Bible says they could not really receive, they did not know him, they rejected and refused him, they uh, did not accept their great Messiah. Hallelujah. And so in judgment, they're going to be able to deal with this issue again. Hallelujah. (laughs) That she came via Skype 
across all these nations. <laughs> and Zoom. Have you noticed that we have Skype and Zoom and all of these wonderful, wonderful inventions and knowledge has increased and has filled the earth so much as the scripture said in the last days knowledge shall increase but even to get someone to put on their skype is the problem isn't it hallelujah just to put on that uh, zoom meeting and to get involved in that you know live session is the problem imagine if you had to travel all the way and then come and then finally after days and days, and then find a place to stay, and then sit down and listen. Wow, that would have been even more serious. But today, you don't have to travel over the nations and, you know, all the waterways and all of that. You just put on at the click of your little button, and you see the person face to face. Amen. But guess what? We will switch off the video and mute the volume, and just not be there. What does that mean? It means we are too busy. I don't have time for you, man. I'll just play along. But really, my heart is not there. Amen. What a commentary on the position of our heart. So, it's not in vain, he says, uh, that they who in that generation had not listened and paid attention when God himself came in the form of a man wiser than Solomon, wiser than anyone else, the creator himself. Wisdom personified came to their midst. They refused him. They rejected him because uh, it was not packaged the way they thought. Hallelujah. This packaging problem, isn't it? Hallelujah. And this is not what you expected. And this is not what you wanted to hear. And uh, you know, somehow, ah, that's not my kind of stuff. It's not my cup of tea. He said that there's coming a judgment where that lady, the queen, very important lady, nonetheless, hallelujah, traveled all that distance to come and hear from Solomon. <laughs> Praise God. The greater one who gave Solomon all of that, who appeared to Solomon, was standing there. He said they refused him, but this woman traveled all the way with gifts, great gifts, just to listen. And she said, I have only heard half of what is actually here. And she was so blessed and she went away rejoicing. Praise God. And that they would have to explain to her in the judgment. Interesting, right? So there is a consequence. We are not just dealing with fairy tales. This is real. And nobody less than Jesus is talking to us, telling us these things. Praise God, you know. Uh, you and I have the same conditions to deal with. We are living in a last day's earth, um, time period of the church, the age of grace. And uh, there is iniquity out there and twisted wickedness and, you know, gross darkness and fierce times and insecurities and all of that stuff. But we have to guard our heart with all diligence in the midst of it all so that we value what is valuable. Amen? That is wisdom, to choose the value of something and narrow it down to what is most valuable and what is most precious to each individual and make sure it's the right thing. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Maybe we can hear also Matthew 12:42 in Canada. Nyaya vicharane yelli dakshinada raniyu e santati avarondige eddu ivarannu khandisuvalu yakandare aakeyu solomonana jnanavannu keluvadakkagi bhoomiya kattakadeyinda bandalu igo illi solomonaniginthalu doddavaniddane. Oh my my. There's a lot to think about. Especially that unmute and mute and cut off the video and all that. You see it happening. <laughs> and you may think I would never do that. Oh, I would never do that. But guess what? There's something called the flesh. There's a, there's a nature there that I believe is the twin brother of the devil who is side by side in the same tabernacle, in the same tent with your born again spirit and the Holy Spirit, you know, living there with us. And he will come up and rear his ugly head and come up with his own choices and options and make us so busy and so uh, other-centered that we do not narrow down our vision, our desire to this one thing that is so vital. Hallelujah. And therefore, wisdom becomes precious. It becomes something that's very hard to find. And therefore, you can tell Not too many people have all the blessings of putting wisdom first, length of days, riches, and honor. Hallelujah. Even Solomon himself uh, did not handle things too well later on. So it's about sustaining it uh, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and as time passes that the same desire is maintained. God help us. (laughs) Thank God for 1 John 1 9 so that we're able to quickly forget uh, whatever God has forgiven us of, we should also forgive ourselves of it and forget and let it go and move on forward and press into that for which we are truly here, uh, placed on the planet for, which is to seek Him with all of our heart. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so this is honestly um, the core of everything. And uh, our flesh may not like it, but it's good to hear the truth, right? It's good to plant ourselves around these things and see it arise in our lives and become more important than any other thing. So Paul, as we saw last week, um, had a, a certain way of putting things. I believe that that blessed revelation of his put it in Philippians 3, in a very interesting way, and the Bible declares that if there were any other person who could boast about other fleshly achievements and things like that, Paul would be more than that person. You know, he was in that level of to be sought after. But he said in verse 7 of Philippians 3, What things were gained to me, those things I counted loss for Christ. Hallelujah. What things were gain to me. Amen. Those things I counted loss for Christ. Praise God. So there's a valuing of things there. You have to enter into the logs of your uh, internal book management and see really what is more important here. And then count some things as important and other things as a loss and not so important. Hallelujah. And he continues, verse 8, Yea, doubtless, 
Yea, doubtless, he says, there's no doubt about it. And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but down that I may win Christ. Hallelujah. Notice that he said he first counted it loss. He counted some things excellent, some things loss, some things vanity. And then he suffered the loss of those things. So there is a taking stock and accounting which must be done. Uh, You don't just go to battle without watching your troops and seeing if you have the strength to do it. You don't go building a tower unless you have taken stock. You know, Jesus made such comments. So we must, in our internal evaluation, um, consider things very seriously. What is the most important thing in my life? What am I going to put all my effort to? What am I going to give my time to? What is going to be most important to me has to be valued properly, uh, stated out, and then um, you are ready to now suffer the loss of those things. There may be a practical loss which you have to go through of those things. And then, because you've already thought about it honestly before God, you have prepared your heart for it. When it happens, you know, hey, I already did it in my heart first, so I could handle it. Praise God. So, my brother and sister, these are some truths, and we are preparing ourselves for the soon coming of the Lord Jesus, which for us means we shall be standing before Jesus' throne to receive our rewards. Hallelujah. Wow. And so we want to make sure that we get the right kind of reward. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And he's a very honest person. Some people call Abraham Lincoln Honest Abe. You know, in the U.S., he was known as Honest Abe. But I'm telling you, the most honest person is Jesus. And he can see And he can divide uh, the truth in our lives and he can see our real heart's desires. He knew what was in man, the Bible says. Very unique thing about Jesus is that he was totally God and totally man at the same time. And um, that's kind of hard to think about sometimes. I believe it's quite mysterious. So he did not reduce any aspect of his divinity in becoming mankind. Very, very interesting. So he knew things, you know, he knew what was in man, he knew man very, very well, (laughs) but at the same time he has reduced himself and brought himself to just be known as a prophet anointed who has to listen and tune in and obey God, (laughs) and therefore be an example to us so that none of us can say, you don't know what I'm going through, you don't know what I had to deal with, and he'll say, I was there. And still he'll be compassionate as we turn to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I know you know what I'm going through, but I need your help. (laughs) And he's like, he rushes to save us. He rushes to pray for us and to lift us up and bring us out. Hallelujah. So we have this friend in Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, this is not supposed to scare us, but uh, these things are just a, a very clear setting forth of things, of realities. Uh, This life that we have is so precious. It's so precious, especially as saved ones. 
we are precious. We were paid for with precious blood. And so we are the light and the salt of this earth. We are the ones that preserve this land. We are the ones that uh, are carrying God in us. We are bearing Him in these tabernacles just like everybody else has flesh, but the difference is we are carrying God on the inside. That's really amazing. And so um, there's a lot that is given to us and therefore a lot that is also expected of us. Hallelujah. And uh, that is growing up to know that is wisdom. Hallelujah. It's making the right choice and I'm glad that um, we all started somewhere. We all had different agendas and plans. We may still have different agendas and plans, but there is a God who wants us to see on a daily basis that we can choose properly. Hallelujah. Amen. We can always course correct. We can always make adjustments. Praise the Lord. So maybe we can hear uh, Philippians 3, 7, and then 8 also in Canada. He said, but I count them but dung that I may win Christ. That's the B part, so to speak, of the eighth verse. He suffered the loss of all things and is counting them but dung that he may win Christ. Wow. So it has gone from suffering the loss of all things and then the value is written there as equivalent to dung uh, that he may win Christ. Now you know that he's not talking about getting saved because he knows what salvation means and how through grace we were saved. By grace we were saved through faith. And that, that message was the core of the message he was given. You know, the age of grace to the church, to each one of us. So he's not saying that uh, he's just planning to hold on until he gets saved. But he's talking about something called winning Christ. Or gaining Christ. Which means maturity. Hallelujah. That is uh, pressing forward. You remember? Pressing forward. Praise God. If you remember that, he says in verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Pressing toward the mark of the price. That is what it's all about. Notice there is a high price. How many of you know that there's a price giving day? Hallelujah. <laughs> there's going to be a prize giving ceremony. Thank you, Jesus. So we are supposed to follow accordingly, pressing toward the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus. And just to let us know, he says in 15, let us therefore, as many as be perfect or mature, be thus minded. Hmm. 
So he says this is the way to think. If you are planning on growing and be, uh, becoming mature, he says this is the way to go. Hallelujah. In any other thing otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. So there is a God who wants to reveal any other mentality. Hey son, this is not the right way. Son, this is the way. Let's think this way. Hallelujah. So uh, notice the person is open to correction. Who? The person who wants to mature. It's not that as you mature, you don't uh, receive any more correction. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Notice the progression, 16. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Notice the word same applied many times. Meaning that you may be doing the same thing again and again. Uh, I already know that. I already read the book. I ordered it. I have all the PDF and I have the downloads. I have it all, man. I've gone over that. Guess what? Surprise, surprise. You're going to have to do the same thing. Mind the same thing. Mind, same thing. Oh, you enjoyed saying that. No, it's just that, listen, we keep saying it. There's just one Bible. And uh, you may have all the knowledge at your fingertips, but that's not the question. In your heart, what is precious? That's what we're talking about. It has to go down into a place of settled finality, even for an Old Testament person. There had to be a, a winnowing, so to speak, and separating the precious from the chaff, you see. Uh, we had to go through that, even if we were in the Old Testament, God is asking, what is really important to you? What is the main thing? The main man is asking the question, what's the main thing? (laughs) So, uh, there is going to be the same mind, same thing, relumbing it again and again to say it in another language. You are giving us the same thing again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I already know what you're going to say. Yes. Get ready for it again. Hallelujah. I've heard that before. Yes. Let's do this. Amen. So if you're maturing, you must get ready to be involved with the same. The same again. The same mind. The same thing. And then in 17 he says, just in case anyone thinks they're excluded, brethren, be followers together of me. And mark them which walk so as you see you have us for an example. He says, this is the way to go. Mark me and those who are walking like this as an example. Hallelujah. We always have to have an example. Thank you, Jesus. And Paul is a great example. And those who are following after his way should be marked and followed after. Hallelujah. Many walk of whom I have told you often... And now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Notice that there is a word many used there. He's not talking about unbelievers. You know that, right? Verse 19 says, Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. So I believe that it's possible for one to get too worldly, too earthly, 
in the mind. And there the God becomes the belly, which is another word for appetites. You know, unrestrained appetites. Hmm. So the Lord is at hand. Let us be careful. Hallelujah. We are probably the last generation that will see him face to face. Hallelujah. Probably. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. For our conversation is in heaven. Glory, that's our true citizenship, our, you know, actual uh, metropolis, our real polis, our city. Hallelujah. (laughs) It's in heaven. Hallelujah. Sometimes we forget, you know, that that is our city. Uh, We we get so used to just coasting around here that we think this is it. This is not it, brother. This is not it. I'm glad this is not it. I mean, they have made some adjustments with the road and you know, a little bit of work here and there. But there are some serious potholes still on the road in spite of almost years of having essential work. The essential work which was building road, constructing and all has not been done. Have you noticed that? That's this place. You, you really belong here? No. We want a place where everything is perfect. Where you look around and say, Whoa, 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 forever. That's cool. That's where you and I come from. That's why we have the perfectionist tendency sometimes. We, we want everything to be just perfect. And when it doesn't measure up, we're like, nah, you know, ah, that's not it. Hallelujah. Why? Because on the inside of you, God has set eternity. Hallelujah. He has put that kind of life, thought, desire, that even death is like, how did that happen? How come the guy died? Instead of saying, Hey, (laughs) this stuff happens, man. (laughs) You have to leave sometime. You've got to check out. Either you get translated or you get eliminated something. Hallelujah. I'm sorry if I sound harsh. But um, (laughs) I've been on the planet a little while, okay? So my, my confidence in the flesh is pretty low. That's why I rejoice over... Things that Paul says about the flesh. He said he learned to put no confidence in the flesh. It's the flesh that is the problem. That's where all these uh, so-called belly appetites are. The word belly there just means emotions and other appetites that are contrary to the cross or the plan of God. Hallelujah. It's the cross that gave us the plan, you see. And it does involve suffering. Those who suffer with him reign with him. Hallelujah. So it's time to embrace certain kinds of things and say, this is my lot in life. Praise God. Think about it very seriously. Maybe over this uh, time period you have, maybe a couple of weeks, just think very seriously, what is my life? You notice the question in James was, what is your life? You need to ask, what is my life for yourself? You, know, you need to check your own life and say, what, what really is my life in summary? And um, make some uh, little notes on yourself and then begin to factor these things and see them as the ideal. This is the ideal. Hallelujah. This is the truth. Your vile body will be changed. My vile body will be changed. Hallelujah. Till the day it is changed into that glorious body, I have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. 
And guess what? It would like to compete with the cross and become an enemy of the cross. So there is an enemy living there with you in very close proximity to your born-again spirit. There's an enemy there who is like, I don't want that. I don't like that. I don't like all of that stuff there. That cross business, I don't like it. I don't like it. I want to do my own stuff. You know, I want to get away with what I can. Uh, don't put me in a, stop, in a spot now. I don't like all of that. You know, uh, I want to mind what I want to mind. Who are you, man? Who are you? You know, all of that. So we must come to terms. We must come to terms with uh, that. It's the truth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, you know, there's plenty to translate. We want to read up on all of this, but maybe we can just read verse 15 and 16. Thank you. Praise God. It's good stuff, you know, honestly. There must be some dosages of the word that we take in. There'll be the excellent stuff there, which is this, then followed by the more ice creamy stuff like prosperity scriptures and you know all that kind of stuff. Hallelujah by the side. Have a good dose of everything. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I ride prosperously for his truth, for righteousness. Ah, awesome. Yes. And um, praise God for those things when they're added onto you. Hallelujah. How many of you remember the first day a new car came? It was while I was about um, 12 or 13. Brand new. Before that, we were in Sierra Leone. It was not brand new. It was a second-hand car. Uh, you know, but in Nigeria, uh, things were higher, better. And so my mom came back with this brand new red Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, I remember how the light in the garage was on. And I was just out looking at it for hours, you know, opening the door, shining things. It was just brand new. Hallelujah. I was about 12 or so, 1977. It was, it was nice. Praise God. Hallelujah. So all of that stuff is, is cool. I mean, if you just get some new stuff, I tell you, <laughs> you'll start acting up again. You won't say, what's the big deal, man? You won't say that. You'll just go in there, sneak into it, touch everything lightly. But a couple of years down the road, you may even kick it. It's like that. You know, there is this flesh thing about us. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. So, don't trust your flesh. Is the key. Verse 3 of Philippians 3 says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit. And rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Amen. Think about that dear girl that you married. You brought her home, young, delicate little girl, tall her, you know, long hair and all the princessy feelings. Praise God. Think about treating her shabbily, maybe even giving her a kick or whatever. How does that happen? It happens. Why? Because 
You know, the heart has changed, the priorities have changed, the thinking has changed. It happens, right? Guess what? That was the flesh. That was the person that you should put no confidence in. He'll show up, you know, and don't give him any place. Hallelujah. Praise God. So your highest and best for those who are married is your spouse, not the car. Say amen. Not the bike. Say amen. Not the shoe. Say amen. Hallelujah. Not the watch. Say amen. Hallelujah. Not the bank balance. Say amen. Not the new house that you're planning to uh, spruce up and buy. No, your wife. That is God's own daughter. One, one, one may chime and say, but yeah, you only talk about God's daughter. What about God's son? And the reply is, <laughs> that's okay. Only the men will say that. <laughs> Praise God. But we should think about these things, you know. What makes it happen? It's that flesh, and he's living right there. He has had more prominence. He came in some more, and he dominated, and he silenced the spirit man, told him to shut up, and said, give her one. One new clothing, uh, or one new bracelet? No, one new hit. <laughs> no, that's the time to take her out to Malabar Gold. Ayo, don't say that. Shh. You see, that, that thing goes on, right? So that's what we're talking about. The fellow is there. But um, Paul said he had to learn that. He, he had to deal with this and put no confidence in the flesh because he had what you could be confident about in the flesh. He had it all. He was the best at it. He said he had to now put no confidence in it. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So, uh, we need to start dealing with that and looking forward to maturing in it, developing in it, thinking about it. You know, circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, he says. That's not like the guys who jumped the bandwagon and got circumcised the 22nd year. This was the eighth day, so he's original. The rest are fakes. Oh, you got circumcised when you were old, huh? huh? Ha, ha, ha. He was circumcised at 30. <laughs> Everybody else would be sniggering. Praise God. Can you imagine what they were fighting about? These things were the main issues that actually wrecked the church. Wow. Very interesting. Today, it may not be like that, but it's going to be some other fleshly thing again. Some comparison in the department of flesh in something you can boast of in the flesh. Praise God. I have all those books. I have all those PDFs. Come, I'll show you. This is what pastor is preaching. This is what pastor is preaching. This pastor will preach this next week. This is exactly, look at the whole cabinet. I know. I have been following him closely. Hallelujah. No, that's not the deal. The deal is, listen to what is coming out of that guy's lips because, uh, you know, he believes, and you are supposed to believe, that God sent him here for some purpose to be able to help us to attain the goal for which we were created. We have to not know them according to the flesh. And we need to live at peace among ourselves. And, you know, even if I may say so, we're supposed to honor them very highly in the Lord, it seems. Of course, it has been abused now and then, but that does not give us an excuse. 
We don't have to choose that just because. Our flesh will pile into, yeah, they are acting up so much. We'll show them. All those things, it's there. You know, it's there. All of us go through it. Praise God. That's why sometimes I had to decide to sit under somebody and see how does this feel. After many years, how does it feel to sit down there and listen? Sit down there and take orders. It, it was okay, you know, it was tough, it was okay, it had its trimmings and so on. But man, no confidence in the flesh is the target. Hallelujah. Praise God. No confidence in the flesh. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. The excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. Hallelujah. Whether you like it or not, we have to start following after this valuable commodity or item, the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Paul's Lord must also start having that value in our life. Praise God. So Philippians 3, he starts by saying, rejoice. Oh, yeah, just be rejoicing. Be in an attitude of rejoicing. Ha, 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 ha. Woo, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. We rejoice. This should not get us sad. He's saying things that are going to be tough. So he said, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. In the core of all of these, uh, you know, heart matters, he's now saying, rejoice. Rejoice. Check the word and rejoice. Go after these things and rejoice. Amen. See, we need to rejoice about all of this. Hallelujah. He said, to write the same things to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Same thing, same thing, same thing. He said, it's a safe thing. Though it's the same thing. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, you go sit down and listen again as though you don't know anything. It's safe. It's the same thing. You've heard it again. But guess what? Flesh has been there with you all this time. And he's like the only one who's going to complain. You don't complain about, I ate today. I ate biryani. I ate mutton chops. I ate some yummy salad, man, and I'm telling you that shrimp cocktail, ha, ah, I can still remember it. You don't complain when it's given to you tomorrow or next week. You'll be like, bring it all. Hallelujah. You see, because it's a reality. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word. So there is a part of you that is like salivating for these things. You can feel him saying, yeah, I like this. I like this. Can I just go inside there? Can I just be left in this place right now? Well, I'm not hearing anything else like that. You know, just tuned in. Yeah. And the other guy has been paralyzed. And so uh, he's not liking it any bit. And he's looking for a chance. But at some point, you notice there's such a flight in that realm that you have totally forgotten about him. And then something happens. And he shows up and he's like, hey, you thought you lost me? I'm here. 
after the great Sunday service, something happens. Have you noticed such things? Who will you blame? That fellow, Ghostbusters. No, the flesh. Hallelujah. (laughs) The flesh. Amen. So you have to just say, don't put any confidence in that guy. Don't give him any place. He's nothing special. He's going to boast and brag about this and that. Same thing. You sat there again. You came here. Why are you coming here? You already know these things. You already have all of them. Huh? What's this? You already gave all that? What's wrong with you? Are you dumb? How, how, how dumb can you get and still go there? You still go to church after all these years and sit there obediently like you never heard anything. You guys are so dumb. Have you heard that voice? Praise God. So get used to it. Rejoice. Hallelujah. And think it's for your own safety that you're hearing the thing again. There was a teacher in our lives, many of our lives, that most of the time he would just say the same thing for years. Something like, and today, let's open up our Bibles to Mark chapter 11, verse 23. And you'd be like, uh... I think we just opened our Bible to that last week and Wednesday and every other day till he left the planet. How long do you think they heard it from his mouth? (laughs) Praise God. But you can see how powerful those things are where you need to hear it again and again and again, right? Have you commanded any mountains lately? Have you spoken to the tree to be... Cast into the sea lately. Have you noticed that the wind can hear your voice? Have you noticed Have you noticed that the disease can actually hear your voice? Have you noticed that the devil can hear your voice? Have you noticed that everything can hear your voice? Have you noticed that you're not just like everybody else? Amen. See? So we needed to hear it. And we still need to hear it. Again and again. And again, and it is for our safety. Hallelujah. Amen. It's for our safety. Don't think you have graduated out of that place. If you are maturing, you need to hear it again. If you are maturing, this will be your heart. I need to hear these things. These things are more important to me than anything else. I've counted everything else as loss and as done should be our reply. And uh, this must be my mind and... God will let you know if your mind has changed about anything. God will say, hello buddy, your mind has changed, you know, you're not like that. You're not supposed to be doing this. You're not supposed to be thinking like this. So you're open. Lord, here I am. I humbly sit at your word again, at the feet of Jesus. I trust you. Same verse. You pray such a reverent prayer and read the same verse. Can you see that humility there? Hmm. Very interesting. Okay, so these kind of thoughts are where we are right now. And, you know, people have told me years later, after they've gone through the trials and problems, they said, I'm so glad we heard that on Wednesday. I'm so glad that that word came to us. It's true. That word kept us. That word was our safety. We would have lost it. We would have ripped out our hair, you know, and chewed our nails out and 
ended up in the loony bin. Hallelujah. It was for our safety. And God will repeat things over and over for our safety. Hallelujah. He's thinking about us. Can you imagine Almighty God thinking about us? That's really amazing. He's thinking about us. So, you know, praise God. Let's see uh, what can we... Yeah, let's go back to 3, Philippians 3, verse 1 in Canada. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So, um, you know, let's just embrace it. Let's just say, yeah, this is the right way to go. Flesh, I don't care what you're saying. You better just come in line. Ha, ha, ha. And you're going to rejoice right now. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Notice that way that you just rejoice in the Spirit, in Christ Jesus, and say, Pui to the flesh. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's the right way to do things. All right, let's go to Matthew 14 as we proceed. Matthew 14. People have done all kinds of things, piled up money, improved their savings, and built their houses, and then left the earth already. They're gone. They're not here anymore. Who are you building it for? What is your life? Whose shall be this is the question. After that night, somebody had a dream. Thou fool in the dream. You know, Jesus said that. The thou fool, who shall all this be? Because I may require your life tonight. Amen. Why is the, the life required tonight? Because he's a fool. The wise guy gets length of days, riches and honor. The fool, his life may be required tonight. Hallelujah. Because his foolishness is affecting other people. Praise the Lord. That was just by the side there. But let's go on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Matthew 14. Notice there. I'm sorry. John 14. Woo! Glory to God. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Guess where? He manifests. Guess where he shows up? Guess where he goes? Guess to whose house he goes? The person that does the word, that loves his word, that keeps the word. He says, I'll be there in his house. I'll go manifest myself there. Hallelujah. So the doers of the word, they get manifestations. They get surprise visits and enjoy him. Hallelujah. There's there's no loss there. There's only gain. Hallelujah. He that loveth me, hmm, shall be loved. Shall be loved. He that loveth me, notice that, shall be loved. He that loveth me, shall be loved. He that loveth me, shall be loved. But God loves everybody, yes. Yes, he's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. But there's a special 
manifestation to those that love him. Are you getting that? Hallelujah. Let's read 21 again. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Amen? Can you see a little bit of tit for tat there? Yes. There is a special effect of his manifestation or his reality to those who do the word and love him. He says, I will love him. I will manifest myself. My Father will love him. And there will be a manifestation. Praise God. So don't, don't listen to your flesh. Your flesh is the one that's saying, what did you get out of all that? Following the word, what did you get? You're still this and you're still that. And, and you, your desire has not been met. And what, what have you got? And just tell him, ha, 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 ha. I put no confidence in the flesh. I'm born again. I'm a new creature. Ha, 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 ha. My desires have changed. Praise God. I'm following the great king. I'm following the holy one. I want to love him more. I want to do more. And if you talk some trash, I will do more. That guy could shut up in a hurry. If you keep talking to me, lad, I'll give more. I'll do more. Hallelujah. And your, your flesh will just go like, oops, crumbs. I better ease up here. I could get into trouble, man. <laughs> I will love them some more. I will bless them some more. Then what will you do? See that? Hallelujah. Talk like that. Thank God on Sunday we said you can speak to your soul. Your soul is not really you. Your soul is the part of you that produces things down here and it's going to be judged out there. Your soul is the one that's going to be checked out. Your spirit is basically locked in. Thank God for that. Ha, ha, ha. But your soul is where the report card is going to come from. See, this is the way you used to think. This is the way you thought. And by the time you came home, this is where you had achieved. Praise God. So, my brother and sister, we have some serious work to do. And it endures forever. They that do the will of the Lord endure forever. Forever is a very long time. It's a very long time. Hallelujah. So, uh, I don't know about you, but man, I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up to see these things over and over. John 14, 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Huh. Thank you, Jesus. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Notice that Jesus will say, You're just doing what I did. You're supposed to just do what I'm doing. I am Almighty God in the flesh. People saw me as a baby and walked in and said, The mother of my Lord. This is in the womb. The mother of my Lord has come to visit me. They acknowledged that I was Lord even when I was in my mother's womb. Hallelujah. They picked me up in their hands and said, This is the salvation of Israel. The, the anointed one, the Messiah, God in the flesh has come. So they, they recognized, and it was supposed to be like that, everyone should recognize that he's God, almighty himself, and respond. He said, God himself, that is Jesus speaking, I 
I submitted to my father. I kept my father's commands. Hallelujah. Therefore, I stayed in his love. Don't you think you, you ought to? Of course I do, Lord. I have to. You know, a surprising verse in Luke 2 says, After all of the things that he uh, went through, speaking to the doctors and Pharisees of the law, and his parents said, Why have you done this to us? When, meanwhile, they forgot about him for about three days. You know, and uh, they were blaming him. Why have you done this to us? He said, shouldn't I be about my father's business? So, at age 12, he already knew he was supposed to be busy about his father's business. Praise God. And he could have just walked off and wandered off and said, who are you? I'm Almighty God. Who are you to talk to me? But the Bible continues to say that he went down and was subject unto them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can you see this person? He's saying that I can do it, you can do it. Praise God. His parents were saying, oh, this boy is a good boy. He's a good boy. He's growing up, he's maturing, but he's still a good boy. He comes back and sits down here as though, you know, my parents are are so great. Meanwhile, he's almighty God. (laughs) On the other hand, to let people know, he would say, who's my mother? Who's my brother? He knew who he was, but at the same time, he knew what he had to do. Amen. So, praise God. You know, it's all good. Thank God for it. Let's hear also John fourteen fifteen in Canada. And maybe fifteen ten. Amen. Now we can also do 14.21. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sister. So, in other words, could you say that just merely knowing it is not important, but doing it is what is important? Amen. So, could you also say that just knowing is not important, but being wise... Or acting is what is important. Yeah, it's the same thing. So he said, you know, know the will of God and then do the love of God and do the will of God. They are the ones that are going to get the love reciprocated to them and manifestation. Hallelujah. So to just say, I have this and I know that I have every book and I have every PDF and all that. There are people who just load it up with PDFs. I mean, they'll just send you PDF after PDF. But that's not the point. The point is, if you are in love with him and you're acting on the word, guess what? You're going to be specially visited. You're going to have a life that's going to be like Paul's life. Hallelujah. Hmm. Speaking of Paul, should we go that way or let's let's go for a little detour? Time is running off, but let's let's go let's go to Job seventeen, and then we will pick up again. The book of Job is a very interesting book. 
you have to be cautious. And um, notice that we, we love the old and the new, and we would like to be fed properly from all of this. But we have to be careful. Job 17, he says, My breath is corrupt. My days are extinct. The graves are ready for me. Wow, Major. The guy is saying that, I'm messed up, man. My life is corrupt. I'm ready to die. Verse 2. Are there not mockers with me? Does not mine eye continue in the provocation? Said he's hearing constant condemnation and mocking. Lay down now. Put me in a surety with thee. Who is he that will strike hands with me? That's old English for saying, Who is he that will shake my hand and partner with me and bring me up? Hallelujah. Verse 4. For thou hast hid their heart from understanding, therefore shalt thou not exalt them. He that speaketh flattery to his friends, even the eyes of his children shall fail. There's a lot going on. This man knows a lot of things. He knows about flattery. He knows about truth. He has made me also a byword of the people. And aforetime I was as a tabret or a musical instrument. In other words, he's going through some tough times and he's lamenting. Verse 7, My eye also is dim by the reason of sorrow, and all my members are as a shadow. That's why we have to rejoice, okay? Praise God. Your eyes can become dim because of sorrow. And even your members become like a shadow that fades away. Your body parts. So keep the joy. Hallelujah. Verse 8, Upright men shall be astonished at this. The innocent shall stir up himself against the hypocrite. He continues in this very poetic fashion. The book of Job is a poetic book, and people have studied it for poetry, and it's wonderful. Um, you know, you need to be able to read it uh, now and then, if you can, but read it uh, cautiously. Praise God. The righteous also shall hold on his way, he that has clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. But as for you all, do you return and come now? I cannot find one wise man among you. My days are past. My purposes are broken off. Even the thoughts of my heart, they change the night into day. The light is short because of darkness. If I wait, the grave is my house. I have made my bed in darkness. I have said to corruption, you are my father. To the worm, you are my mother and my sister. You can see where he's going. Pretty low. 15. Where is now my hope? As for my hope, who shall see it? They shall go to the bars of the pit when our rest together is in the dust. So he can only see death, vanity. His soul is going down. But in the middle of all that, he made a cry. He said, verse 3. Lay... Down now, put me in a surety with thee. Who is he that will strike hands with me? He's looking for someone who will bring him to God, who will lift him up. And Jesus is that person. Hallelujah. Jesus became man so that he could lift us up and bring us to the Almighty God and give us his same Father, give us his own family, give us all the privileges from the dunghill made us sit with princes, even the princes of his people. But someone had to come there, reach into our hopeless, 
downward spiral and pick us up and bring us there and bring us home. Hallelujah. And that is our friend, the Lord Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's, let's read maybe verse 3 of Job 17 and then jump off to Hebrews Glory to God. So that friend showed up for us. When nobody could show up, he came. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He's worthy. Isn't he worthy? Oh, when all we could see was the grave, when all we could see was down hopelessness, downward spiral, going down the tube, everything was going down. There he came and said, I will lift you up. My hand is here. Hallelujah. Take my hand. Praise God. (laughs) This is the one we're talking about. He became the one that signed for us. Hebrews 7.22 says, By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better covenant. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I will sign in your place for you that I have a better deal. My father has a better deal for you. I am the guarantee for you. What a friend. What a friend. So from the dunghill, he said, now see, all that my father has is yours. I sign for you. It's not your performance. It is because I am signing. I know you. I care for you. I love you. And I'm going to take the blame. So between the father and the son, there had to be a place where the son had to say, I am responsible for them. Put it on me. Put it on my account. Hallelujah. Who's the guarantee for all this? Heaven said. And Jesus said, I'm the guarantee. He stepped up to the plate and said, I will pay for everything. I will underwrite it all. I am their surety. I am their guarantee. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Isn't he worthy? Hallelujah. So if he wants to talk to us again and again and say the same things, hey, it is not for any other reason but to make sure we are safe. It is for safety. Have you heard things like this? Keeping the word is safe. Studying the word is safe. Listening to the word is safe. Have you heard that? Yeah. In the midst of, you know, things that happen immediately and people wanting to have things immediately. Thank God for all that. But you need safety also. Because if you don't get something in a hurry, what happens? Your heart begins to fail. You lose hope. Because of waiting, you know. A man's heart, because of waiting, because of delay, can become broken. And he can lose hope. And he can backslide. And he can generally, you know, go back. And therefore, the safety of the Word of God is important. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, Paul and the Almighty, the Lord Jesus, are calling us to a life where you have to endure and develop patience. It is wisdom to be able to endure patiently, day by day, waiting, pressing forward. It's not a one-time deal. 
It's again and again, again and again. Hallelujah. Jesus is worthy, isn't he? Yeah, he wants to talk to you again. It's for your safety. It's for my safety. Let's listen to him. He's the guarantee. Let's listen again. He's saying, I want to make sure you're safe. I want to make sure that you don't lose heart. I want to make sure that you're moving forward. I want to make sure that you grow up and mature because there are benefits that are coming to that maturity. You are going to enjoy the fact that you matured forever. You're going to enjoy it forever. You're going to be over cities. You're going to be enjoying glory realms forever that you will say, man, I'm glad I listened. Man, I'm glad I just followed and just continued and just loved him in spite of everything. Man, am I glad. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So let's go on. Let's go on. Proverbs 1. Thank you, Lord. 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 Ha, ha, ha. Let's hear Hebrews 7, 22 in Canada, please. Thank you. Glory to God. Maybe I will uh, leave Proverbs 1 and go again to Job and then Continue. Job 28. Thank you, Lord. Notice this question. Surely, there is a vein for the silver and a place for gold where they find it. Iron is taken out of the earth. Brass is molten out of the stone. He setteth an end to darkness And searcheth out all perfection, the stones of darkness, the shadow of death. The flood breaketh out from the inhabitant, even the waters forgotten of the foot. They are dried up, they are gone away from men. As for the earth, out of it cometh bread, and under it is turned up as it were fire. The stones of it are the place of sapphires, and has the dust of gold. There is a path which no fowl knoweth which the vulture's eye has not seen. The lion's whelps have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. He put it forth his hand upon the rock. He overturned the mountains by the roots. He cut it out the rivers among the rocks. His eye sees every precious thing. He binded the floods from the overflowing. And the thing that is hid bringeth he forth to light. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the price thereof. Neither is it found in the land of the living. The depth saith, it is not in me. The sea saith, it is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold. Neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. It cannot be valued with the gold of Ophir. Precious onyx or the sapphire, the gold and the crystal cannot equal it. The exchange of it shall not be for jewels or of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of pearls, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia shall not equal it, 
neither shall it be valued with pure gold. Whence then cometh wisdom? And where is the place of understanding, seeing it is hid from the eyes of all, living and kept close from the fowls of the air? Destruction and death say, we have heard the fame thereof with our ears. Notice, even destruction and death have said, we've heard something about this wisdom. <laughs> but notice 23, God understandeth the way thereof. He knoweth the place thereof. For he looketh to the ends of the earth and seeth under the whole heaven. Hmm. To make the weight for the winds, he weigheth the waters by measure. When he maketh a decree for the rain and a way for lightning of the thunder, then did he see it and declare it. He prepared it, yea, and searched it out. And no man said, Behold the fear of the Lord. Or rather, and unto man he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. To depart from evil is understanding. Praise God. So, in other words, you cannot really find it in nature. You cannot find it, you know, where everybody's looking. It's a very special thing. Only God knows where it comes from. Hallelujah. So, this is what we are dealing with. Naturally, our flesh is going to be kind of frustrated. Hallelujah. So get ready for that. It's, it's an old thing. It's been around for ages. Older than Job. Older than creation itself. It's the very power and life of Jesus. In him are hid all the treasures of wisdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we are dealing with a, a thing here which um, nature even cannot value it. There is no price set on it. Not gold, not rubies, not anything precious. Not even the, the created realms. This is what was used in creating. And it rejoiced with the sons of men. Hmm. Let's jump off quickly since our time is running out to Proverbs chapter 1. And let's go on. Hmm. Thank you Lord. Similar statement is made in Proverbs chapter 1. It's very, very interesting. Oh, thank you, Lord. So we're dealing with, it, with something that is very, very precious, very, very high, way up there, and it, that is why it just did something to God when Solomon asked for it. See, Solomon had an idea what this was and said, I want that. <laughs> Oh, glory to God. I'll start from verse uh, 20 of chapter 1. Wisdom cries outside or without. She utters her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of the concourse, in the openings of the gates in the city. She uttereth her word, saying, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And scorners delight in their scorning. Fools hate knowledge. Turn at my reproof. Behold, I will pour my spirit unto you. I will no make known my words unto you. So it's by the spirit of God that we're going to receive. Amen. Because I have called and you have refused. I've stretched out my hand. No man has regarded. Hmm. But you have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity I will mock when your fear cometh. People find it hard to reconcile such scriptures with uh, a good God. Hmm. 
when your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they hated knowledge, and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way, and be filled with their own devices. See what happens is, whatever you are sowing, you will reap. That is just natural. It's going to happen. What you want will come to pass. Except you call for something higher than that, which is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. And that takes time. And that takes desire. And that takes seeking after. That takes correction. That takes uh, desiring it more than anything else. Hallelujah. 32. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. So, it's not just about prospering. It's about being prosperous, living like that. Not just having it and then losing it and dying because of it. 33. Whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, shall be quiet from the fear of evil. Praise God. Isn't that a nice place to be in where you are free from the fear of evil? Where all your fears are shut down and and cut off. Hallelujah. What a place. So there is prosperity for natural people, uh, carnal Christians, and for mature Christians. The difference will only be in the way it is handled, if there is enough time, length of days, if there is honor in it, if there is a wholesomeness about that prosperity. That's what makes the difference. That's how you can tell whether some wisdom has been applied to it or not. The same challenges come to believers, carnal believers, and the world. We all go through the same. Whether you're a mature believer, a carnal believer, or just some guy in the world, all of us face the same challenges. Hallelujah. But guess what? The one who does the word, it is his house and his life that is built upon the word, becomes unshakable. After the storms are over, he's still there. Are you seeing that? Praise God. Maybe we can read a verse or two out of this. uh, Maybe verse 31 to 33 out of Proverbs chapter 1. Avaru Tamaswanta Nadatea Falavano Anubavisi Tamaswanta Kuyuktigalindale Tumbikoluvaru Ajnani Gada Vimukavu Avaranu Koluvadu Jinana Hina Rayedige Avaranu Nashapadisuvadu Nanage Kivigoduvavan Adaro Jivisi Ava Kedina Bayavilla de Nemadi Liruvanu So is prosperity good for everybody? No, it's not good for the fool. It will kill the fool. And foolishness, as you have heard, is bound to the heart of a child. It's there. It has to be driven out by correction. So who's going to sit down and accept that there is foolishness in their flesh and get corrected again and again? That's the wise man. For him, prosperity will be different. Hallelujah. Our time is up. Consider these things. Let's worship him. Apradika sukri 
Prefitu prestini dala jere. Brana kala borofele drendi. Nombresti prefidi lo proskele prana kanta. We worship you, great king. We worship you, holy one. You're a faithful God. We thank you that with you is wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of it. Hamashaparakatakaya. We want to love you. We want to abide in you. We want to uh, do your word. We want to act on your word. Hallelujah. And enjoy your mercy. Enjoy length of days, riches, and honor. Your manifestation in our lives. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We declare, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for bringing us home. Thank you for giving us whatever you have. Thank you, Lord, that you undersigned for us. You, you wrote it all out. You signed in your own blood. You guaranteed us that whatever the Father has is now ours. Help us to grow in the knowledge of it, that we may have it, we may handle it properly, we may truly prosper, we may live it out on the earth, and then come home to the glory realms, ha ha ha, and receive our inheritance in the eternal realms. Thank you, Lord. This life is but a vapor, O Lord. Help us to see it clearly. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for healing mercies, restoring the mortal body, quickening the mortal body. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. We receive from your mercy today. We receive from your benefits today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I believe you, you got uh, some essence. We are all learning these things. You're blessed. Thank you, team. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity. Giving in Jesus' name is a blessing. In that name, we expect rewards. Thank you, Father, as your people give. They receive good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, you will cause men to give to their bosom. In Jesus' name, it's coming to them. Amen. Angels work. The earth yield. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, team. You're blessed.